Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I greatly appreciate all the support. So does everyone over here at the team with Tea Time Reports. We're putting in a lot of work, putting in a lot of that effort to try and bring as much content and good content to everyone out there, you know, as much as possible. And I got a really good episode today. I really wanted to do this episode mainly for the pure fact alone, um, you know, probably for myself more than anything, but for, you know, Detroit fans out there, Detroit Lions fans out there. You know, uh, what a rough existence it's been, you know, for a lot of people in Detroit. It's been hit hard, you know, itself, you know, in reality. But in terms of, you know, the Detroit Lions club, it's been one of the shittiest teams in sports history. They've had little to no success over their entire existence. And it's been a long time since they've even had a meaningful win. This win tonight would be something special, you know, it would mean the world to every underdog out there, in my eyes, I I really do believe that, things that have been bad can really turn good if there's a culture change, if there's a work ethic change, if there's a personnel change, if there's just a, a different vibe in the air, different coaching, different People in positions of power, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, Mark Brunel, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, so many different guys, Jack Dorsey, guys at all different levels, have put together something special here for the city of Detroit that's had so little to to, to be proud of over the past, gosh, how many years? Since the early 90s, if, if that, if you were even proud of what happened then? It's one of the things where this team has had iconic star players. Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. So many different legends of the of the game. But they've never actually been able to put together a complete, meaningful season. Am I saying that this is the year? If they beat the Rams tonight, it might be. But am I saying right now, do I believe that it's the year? I can't confidently say that I do. But do we have a chance? Yeah. Has this probably been the most impressive season from a Detroit Lions team in history? Sheila Ford's mother thinks so, and she's in her 70s. People that have actually lived and seen this team through what it's been through, they know. They know more than I do. They know more than any media outlet. They know more than any analyst does with their numbers. They know, bro. I mean, they know. They really know. They know what it's like to know that your team sucks your management sucks, your coaching sucks, you're not going to win or compete at all this year, you get robbed all the time, just dogged on, dirt thrown on you, not anymore, not this year, there were some struggles for sure, but this team has been playing high-level competitive ball and putting out quality playmaking abilities with not only Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Sam Laporta, but the defense really coming into their own as well when they need to. There's still improvements that definitely need to be made on both sides of the ball. But right now, as it stands, they're in the playoffs. They're in the postseason. They're one of the best NFL teams in the league, and that's what that says. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, I don't know when the last time you could confidently say that. It wasn't 2016. You know they weren't going to beat Seattle. Even in the early 90s, you knew that it was Barry Sanders or nothing else. This is a complete team with coaching, ownership, GM management skills that they've never fucking had, never been able to experience success. 
and a, and a win tonight over the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford. What what a turn of the page it would be for this franchise. It'd be something special. It would be something out of a fucking movie, if you will. But I mean, this is genuinely a storyline game with legacies potentially on the line. Not for Stafford or McVay. They've been the Super Bowls. They've gotten their ring. I mean, McVay, great head coach, one of the best in the league. Matthew Stafford's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. Going to LA and winning a ring immediately, that solidified it. But the real cause of concern here, in my personal opinion, is that the people out there in the media, online, Twitter, even in you know general social areas, don't seem to believe at all in the Lions, and I get it. They've never showed anything, any kind of promise, late runs, late season post runs, or whatever. They never, they never showed promise in games like this that had meaning. And the last time they did, I mean, I mean <laughs> you know. I mean, it was a long time ago, like the 60s, before they were relevant in this kind of competitive nature, if you will. But even then, they weren't special as the Lions. Now it's turning. It's The tides are turning. I'm not sleeping on any of the players or coaches that put in the endless amounts of hours of hard work to try and turn this club into something over the years, but they didn't. Th- they weren't able to do it, on the field or off the field. The past two, three years, I mean, 3-13-1 to 1-6, going to 9-8, and eight, to now having 12 wins under Dan Campbell's belt, I mean, it's something special. It's something special. It's, it's tied for the franchise's best in the regular season. He set records. The rookies made an immediate impact. Everything is firing on all cylinders. Going into this game, we have injuries. Don't get me wrong. James Houston won't be in. Khalif Raymond won't be in. Sam Laporta will probably be limited. I think Brock Wright is also injured or banged up a little bit. So we have some scares here. And it's obviously Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay with a high-flying, high-powered L.A. Rams defense and offense. I mean, both sides of the ball are playing exceptionally well. They have the best rush attack in the league going into this game. And Kyron Williams is a huge reason why. We really need the defensive line to step up and step in, anti-up everyone. Not not the defensive line, just in general, but everywhere. Pressure needs to be created, that's for sure, in this game. They need to make Matthew Stafford start throwing off his back foot. Don't get me wrong, even when he does that, he still makes immaculate throws, but when you force mistakes or errors, then that's when we can capitalize. Kirby Joseph on the back end, getting those picks. Cam Sutton, maybe making a play. CJ Gardner-Johnson, or a.k.a. C.D. Deuce, making a play. Like, we need, we need that. We need that. We know what the offense can do. They can get the play action going if the rush attack works. Slow the game down. Play at their tempo. Get players in space. Yak yards. Crucial. Utilize your safety valve tight ends and running back routes out of play action as well. Don't force throws, Jared. Do what you've been doing all year, making smart, calculated decisions, and more often than not, they pay off. And that's what they need to do. A couple big shots over to JMO. Over the middle, uh, on crossers, or just a fucking streak route? I mean, if you're a corner in this league and you don't run a 4-2 flat, and you're a guarding JMO, you need to back the fuck up. That's just facts. You need to back up. You need to, <laughs> you're, you're playing off ball. You're playing way off. You're not pressing with Jamison Williams, bro. He will burn you. He, he will burn you. And if we're able to capitalize on one, or maybe even two of those long shots, get Jamison Williams involved into the game plan, 
that's just a different that's a different offense we're talking about because you can flip the field so fast with him. It's crucial. I mean, and then you 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 got to kick it off with the run attack. Jameer and David need to start averaging like right off the rip four or five yards a carry. In the first quarter, let's run the ball maybe five to seven times, maybe even more. If we get if we get more than two possessions, let's see if we can really do more with that. Maybe ten to twelve. Let Jared make those short to intermediate throws. Get Josh Reynolds in the space. Get him on those you know second and short fucking throws because he's reliable in that sense. You know he has butter hands sometimes, and that's a little unfortunate. But in this game, we need to rely on everyone. Khalif Raymond won't be in there, so you already know our starting three receivers are going to be Jamo Amon Ra and Josh Reynolds. Donovan Peoples-Jones is also going to need to be implemented into this game plan for this even to work. We need to spread the ball around. We need to utilize the screen game, not when we're being like, not when we're like on like the edge, if you will. If we just took a sack, don't throw a screen. We saw the fucking Dolphins do that shit against the Chiefs last night, and it wasn't working. It, it was it was bad. Like, and we saw the Browns earlier in the day yesterday struggle to maintain drives. It's because when you continuously go for one type of archetype, one type of play, like a deep shot taking the deep shot, and then just every other play you're taking short throws or you're running the ball with Kareem Hunt, which which they should have kept doing. But you can't resort to one specific thing. Adapt or die, especially in the postseason. If you don't adapt in the middle of the game or during the game, then you're going to struggle. You need to have good coaching, and that's where a lot of that genuinely comes from, is if you're able to come up with in-game adjustments that legitimately work, that are able to still maintain the momentum of your team, not able to jack the flow of the offense or the defense, or or mess with morale. I, and that's what this Lions team has been able to do, especially midway through the year against those four teams in a row, LA, Chicago, Green Bay, then Chicago again. I, that little stretch where they were winning those comeback appearances, because like come those comeback, late game comebacks with the offense because the defense wasn't making the plays when we needed them to. And then towards the end of the season, it was more of a complimentary football team. So we need consistency on all cylinders from coaching to offense to special teams to defense. Everyone needs to play their best game tonight for us to advance. Obviously, we're going to know the results of who they will play beforehand. But I really hope that they're able to come out with this win. I really hope that Ford Field... Is going to be Ford Field's going to be lit. I mean, the cheapest ticket was over 500 bucks. You got to really hope that, you know, the fact that it's in Ford Field, the fact the Lions have played pretty damn well at Ford Field for the past three years, you know, you got to hope that genuinely we're able to, you know, use that advantage for real. Detroit needs to show the fuck up. No Stafford sympathy. Jared Goff, this is a legacy game for him for sure. We could talk about that for a second here. I, I mean, beating his former team, beating his former coach that threw him in the trash, essentially, with a bunch of first-round picks, because essentially what the Rams told Jared before that that trade occurred is, dude, you are not good enough to lead this team. We are a quarterback away, and maybe they were. I mean, they literally were the next year in the Super Bowl, and they won it against the Bengals, but at the same time, this is a legacy game for Jared. If he can beat Sean McVay, if he can beat the guy that replaced him, if he can beat the Rams with Detroit, in Detroit, for the first time since like 60-something, 
I mean, that's something special. That's a legacy game for sure for Jared Goff. He's done some impressive things in the playoffs for sure. Broke um, broke his thumb um, after beating, I forget who they beat. I think it was Green Bay a couple of years ago in the playoffs. And then he went in and beat Seattle with a broken thumb. Uh, he's done some things, man. He was in the Super Bowl. I mean, he was a AFC champion, you know? Like, let's not, excuse me, an NFC champ. He was an NFC champ. He won the conference game, even though it was in 2018, but still a guy that's been good. And, and with the Lions, the past two years, for sure, has been elite. His game has changed. His, his mentality has changed. His confidence has changed. He's just kind of taken this with a grain of salt and realized I could still do something special with the Detroit Lions, something even more maybe important, to tell you the truth. I mean, a win for this team in the playoffs would mean more than any other playoff win with the with the Rams he had, besides the AFC Conference Championship, I would definitely say. But, you know, any other wild card or divisional game he's played in, yeah, this is the most meaningful one out of all of them, in my opinion. I mean, if he can bring a win to Detroit, if Dan Campbell can bring a win to Detroit against the Rams a team that they were, you know, trading with a little bit here and there with. And they have a lot of, you know, former ties. I mean, Brad Holmes, Josh Reynolds, Jack Dorsey. I mean, a lot of guys that used to be involved with the Rams. And then they got canned when, obviously, they didn't make that Super Bowl, you know, official in 2018, and they lost to the Patriots. So it was a little unfortunate that that even occurred. But at the same time, I mean, it was a great blessing in disguise for the, the, the Detroit Lions, who have used and honestly fucking loved Brad Holmes, not only IQ of the game, but his managing ability. I mean, the rookies that he has drafted from guys like Penny Sewell, Jamison Williams, Malcolm Rodriguez, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, uh, Chase Lucas, so many guys, bro, I mean, that are just been, that have just been phenomenal. Brian Branch, I mean, more and more guys, re-signing Alex Anzalone, I mean, he's not the best linebacker, but my God, he's around the ball every play, bringing in guys for legitimately decent deals, like, and getting offloading guys that maybe we as fans would have loved to keep in the building, like Jamal Williams, like DJ Chark, but realizing, you know what, there's limits to their game. We got the best out of them that we could here. Let's let's move on. Let's move forward. He's not afraid to do that, and we see that with Brad Holmes. We see that he has that comfortability with you know, his mindset and his picks and genuinely what he does as a GM. And it's good to see that confidence. It's it's honestly great to see that confidence. He's He was so excited when he got Jameer Gibbs, and we see why. He was a dynamic, versatile running back all year in his rookie year. Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. I mean, so many instant day one impactful starters that were just rookies this past year. Two of our rookies had t- 10 touchdowns, bro. Like, what do you even, what else do you more, like, what else do you want more out of that GM? Like, Brad Holmes has done a stellar job, and honestly, going into this game, I feel like that's another chip on his shoulder that no one's really talking about. He would, he'd love to see the Rams go home. He'd love to send them home. He would. I hope the Packers win, so the Packers come to Ford. I, in the divisional, I, I would love that. But I also do want Dallas, because we, 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 we'll smack them, bro. The ball doesn't lie. That's just facts. You know, and I'm excited because we got all the boys coming over to watch the game and uh, the Lions game. I'm talking about Rush and, you know, Brandon, Logan's popping out. So it's going to be awesome. Definitely going to be a good night to watch the game and enjoy it with the fam and the friends. You know, that's always the the best part about it, you know. And I I think I got to notate this. I don't think I've ever wanted to win more for a professional sports team than I want this win. 
I, like I said, I said this probably in the preseason for the Lions as well. I don't think this team is a Super Bowl team. I never even did before the season. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think it's possible. I do. But I, I think other other teams will be there. But a win in the playoffs for this team, man, it would be a Super Bowl. It'd be a fucking Super Bowl in Detroit tonight after this game comes to its conclusion. Detroit will be lit up. It will be prospering. People will love what they what they got. A win. A win on primetime. The world's watching. Everyone's invested. Even going in this game, they're only uh, three-point favorites. That's the home field advantage. Vegas thinks this game is dead equal. And it probably is. I mean, the Rams haven't played anybody meaningful in the past 10 weeks of their season. But at the end of the day, I really do believe that the Lions can come in here and win this game. I'm going to give my score prediction in a minute. I just want to dwell on it a little bit. But, you know, after watching the media, only like three people in national media chose the Lions tonight. I I do believe that it's going to be a close game. I think that both offenses can go and score. They can both move the ball. They both have dynamic playmakers. They both have electrifying Swiss Army knife weapons on both sides of the ball. It's going to come down to turnovers. And that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm scared of. Because do I rely on our the Lions defense creating turnovers? Or do I rely on the fact that the Rams will just give up turnovers? I don't know. I don't know. I just... I just don't know. You won't know. I mean, you'll get the vibe of the game after the first quarter for sure. But we'll see where it winds up. I think it might be a little bit of a high-flying game for a little bit. Then it might resort back down to field goals and field positioning towards the second half. And it might go into, you know, it might get into like a three-point game in the fourth quarter. And then someone might, you know, expand their their uh, their lead by 10. And I, I don't know. I think it'll be... I think it'll be a three-point game, just like Vegas predicts. I'm not even going to lie. I do think it'll be a three-point game. And I think it's going to be the Detroit Lions taking the W 27-24 to over the Los Angeles Rams. I think that that's a possibility. I think that if the Detroit Lions defense steps up to the plate and coaching is not in question, if Aaron Glenn calls a great fucking game, we utilize our playmakers, our pieces on defense, Anzalone, Derek Barnes, Brian Branch, C.D. Deuce, Cam Sutton, Tracy Walker, everyone. Our D-line needs to step up. Aiden Hutchinson needs to draw that double team. Aleem McNeil needs to press. He needs to pressure. He needs to press that center. And then we need to we need to create blitzes on first down. We need to send safety blitzes off the edge. We need to create that guessing game on early downs for this offense. We need to hit Matthew Stafford. We need to get him on the ground. He needs to be on the ground. We got to get to him at least, I, I think, comfortably at least three times. Three sacks in this game would be perfect. It would be perfect. And a pick, maybe a fumble, I don't know. But if we can expose something in this offense, a weakness, double team Cooper Cup or Nakua, and then we're going to have to rely on our best playmaker on in the back end to cover one of them probably one-on-one. And then we can't forget about their tight ends. Sean McVay loves the tight ends. I don't think Tyler Higby's playing, but he might be. I know he was injured earlier on in the year, but we'll see. We just got to make sure that our matchups are in proper position. Everything needs to be... It needs to be going well, especially early off. We need to get pressure. Hutch, if he can get home on like the first drive, 
get that get that forward field loud, ready, wanting more of that. I mean, the rest of the team will feed off of that energy, and that's going to be a huge part of this game. Is what team will have the the more like the most energy? Who wants it more? And that's every football game, obviously. But when it comes to this. This is a very evenly matched game. It's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to what coach is going to call a better game, who wants it more, who's going to play the cleaner game on each side of the ball, which unit's going to fuck up once or twice, who's going to let someone score faster than they should, who's going to throw a pick, who's going to drop that pass. It's going to come down to those plays, man, and I don't think it's going to be a clear-cut winner here. I think it's impossible to say that about this game. I think it's going to be too much on the line for both teams. I think it's going to be a very hard-fought matchup and definitely a game I'm either going to you know hate forever or love forever. You never know how it's going to go. But uh, when it kicks off, you know, check out the Twitter to make sure you check out the live tweeting on the game for sure, at Tea Time Reports. Check out all of our social media, actually, at Tea Time Reports on Twitter, slash X, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we've completed our full NFL 2023 season coverage with our power rankings, our weekly recaps. Um, that obviously half of it was going to be on the podcast and then half is on the YouTube. Next season, it'll all be on YouTube. We're going to try and get a nice camera, get a nice setup going and get some more YouTube content pushed out there and and hopefully maybe even get a vlog and maybe some video game stuff out there. We have some ideas. Brainstorming is in the works and Hopefully everyone out there is along for the ride and hopefully you're intrigued and interested and sticking around, giving us a little follow and all that support is more appreciated than you realize. I mean, we're trying to do something special here, build something from the bottom up and, you know, it it wouldn't be possible without any of you out there listening in from wherever, whenever, however you're listening to this. It's definitely greatly appreciated and, you know, we don't forget that. You know, that's one thing about this, you know, this this business here, this company, this podcast, this show, whatever you want to call it, we uh, we are trying to maintain authenticity, and that is the the best thing you can do in this world at this current time. And I think, honestly, throughout your whole life, probably. That's a whole other episode about philosophy that we'll probably get into at some point. But everyone out there, especially Detroit Lions fans, let's get hype. Hopefully you guys were able to enjoy this episode before you know, the game and all that, and maybe you're listening to it after the game, and you know, you're going to shit on me. Who knows? But that's how typically coverage of uh, different sports teams goes. You know, you get some wrong and some right. But everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Reports and my Detroit Lions coverage. I greatly appreciate it. Let's go, Lions. Come on, Jared. You know, let's go. Let's go. We can beat the Rams. That's what's important. If you're a Lions fan out there, let's go. True grit.